Welcome to Newsworthy with Norisworthy. Get ready for some awesome. All right, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Hi, Annie. Get ready for some awesome. <laughs> Let's go. Uh-oh, my friend Storm is going to feel real jealous. You just took his line. It's a that- girl who says it. I know, but he likes to say that when he gets on the podcast, too, for the wrap-up. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Yeah. Now, he's still a little bitter with you, though. Oh. Because someone, someone told us uh, when you were uh, down in Austin, someone who's working on your tour. Yeah. That, uh, someone said, yeah, uh, at an Arkansas stop, they were setting up the books to sell yeah. at the thing. And uh, someone went up to the person who was working at your tour, your friend, yeah. and said, yeah, you don't, I mean, you don't really, we, we don't really read books here in Arkansas. You don't need to say that. No, and it was someone local in Arkansas making the joke. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. feel like they were saying that as a joke. I, I hope. Anyway. I tell myself they were. It mm. feels like a joke. There's not a state that doesn't read. That's not real. I mean, there are certain tests. That, that <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you want to talk about people who aren't um, sheltering at home, because they don't believe in that this virus is as dangerous as it is. Those people aren't reading. They aren't no, reading. That's, they don't need that. Yeah. yeah. But then again, uh-huh. they all live like out in the country. And so, you know, it's fine. They're good, good for them. Yeah. Country, yeah. Clean. yeah being, being away from people. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's cl- what you're clean, gonna living. clean living. Clean living. Clean uh, living. Annie, speaking of clean living, yeah. you, you had to do clean living all by yourself. Oh, my like, gosh. Right. For, you wrote a book, 100 Days to Brave. Did you ever think about writing the follow-up, 14 Days to Quarantined? Um, I feel like I'm going to be 100 days to quarantine at this rate. My oh, God. yeah, you could. You could. I know. If we do, I'm writing the book. Um, no, I just had <laughs> – I, I mean, could you have handpicked a person less capable of being alone this much as a natural in – the, in their natural strength <laughs> than me? I mean, it is. I'm on day – as of recording today, I'm on day 20 of being alone, actual quarantined for – 10 of the 20. So half of these, I wasn't allowed to leave my house, was on the phone with the health department twice a day, was uh, only allowed, did not drive my car, did not walk out of my door except to walk around my neighborhood for 10 of the days. And then the last 10, it's been shelter at home or stay at home where you just can go to the grocery store if you need to and can go, like I can go exercise at like national parks that we have and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, once day 11 came and they said you can go do that, what was the first thing that you wanted to do? Um, I We have a place here that you and I have talked about a lot. We have a place here called Radnor Lake. And it's like this just beautiful nature. And I went, I mean, I pretty much went there as the minute, it was a Wednesday that I got out of quarantine. And as soon as my work was done, like I said to my team at like 1.30, I can be done at two, right? Like, are y'all fine if I leave <laughs> at two and go walk for a couple hours? And I just like, went and looked at birds and looked at, because even here in my, I live in a condo. So even in my condo complex, you can't forget what's going on because you see all the cars are home and everybody's here and people are alone. And, but then when you get out there into nature, it's like, they don't, nature doesn't know anything's wrong. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it just was this like reminder that nature, nature is not affected by this. Spring is still coming. The earth is not afraid. The earth is not panicking. The earth is just doing what it does every April. And I, I didn't know how much I needed that until I was like hearing birds and seeing flowers bloom. And I was like, oh, they're fine. And then I'm like, oh, that's literally what the Bible says. 
like, oh, this is me living what Jesus literally said of like, the birds of the air are taken care of. How much more will the father take care of you? You know? Come on now. So, so that was the first thing I went. You're already preaching right there. I mean, that's good. <laughs> I was just looking for names. You're like, hey, I can eat dairy now, so I want to go get some pizza. But right. no, you, oh, no, no, you no, no. a little Sermon on the Mount on us. And that's... No, I went straight. Yeah, I went straight to go see nature. That's, so, that's And then I waited a day to go to the grocery store because when you can only go two places, don't go both of them in one day. <laughs> right? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to save that big trip for tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Lindsay, whenever we... I mean, Lindsay, let's be honest, does all the shopping to begin with. Sure. But even now, more so now, I'm like, hey, I can just get something. On the-. She, no, no, I, I will go. She did. Uh, she worked a shift, and then she's like, yeah, I'll go to the grocery store after my shift. So she works night shift. She comes back at yeah. 7.30 in the morning. She goes, yeah, I'll just go to H-E-B then. I'm like, but you just got – she goes, no, I, I want to go. Uh, so she's she's getting all that in. She's, she's smart, that. too, because she's going to the grocery store at 7 o'clock in the morning before anybody's touched anything. And when you're wearing uh, hospital scrubs, people give you a little extra. Saw that, that she got yeah. like someone bought her gas and someone else bought her a snack or something. Yeah, I don't. People can't see this, but I'm actually trying on one of her scrub tops right now. It uh, it's a little <laughs> snug, but hey. And for freak. visuals, everyone, it's a tank top, so that's not really <laughs> as protective here as people want <laughs> at a hospital. So they need to it's retire. Austin, that. You know, we're yeah. pretty laid back here. I literally have worn board shorts every day. And yeah. I don't know if I can go back to wearing pants. What's your, I mean, I know this is your show, but I'm do, I'm going to flip it on you a little bit. What's your, I mean, you're still working out every day. You're still eating. I mean, there's such a, a, um, a challenge for me to not give in to like laying on the couch, eating whatever you want, because this is sad and hard. It's still like... <laughs> Because if you wear board shorts every day, you may not recognize that your jeans don't fit anymore. <laughs> See, that is part of the uh, the plan. I didn't even uh, my subconscious developed that. Uh, uh-huh. Now, I, so I'm. I don't know if you know this, but I'm kind of a routine person. Yeah, uh, I do. We both are. It's part of the yeah. uh, sevenness in us. Yeah, exactly. But I still. So I've got a garage gym, so I can still yeah. do that first thing in the morning. Kind of puts everything in perspective for the day. Like, okay, you're you're gonna get stuff done. Uh, I, I, you know, for years I worked from home, and so I have two writing blocks that I want to do every day. Yeah. Uh, and I, I can still get those in. I can get phone calls. I've kind of just reverted back to my church planner, you know, yes. thing where I, okay, get the writing done first thing in the morning, make your calls, do your other block in the afternoon. Do it's, Yeah, so I'm still getting all the work done that I did before. I think it's a little less, like, productive. I think 80% productivity at well, home is kind of... Well, you have three kids now compared to last time you were working from home. Yeah, yeah, and they're... Uh, as you just, we're recording this podcast literally 40 minutes after when we started because they decided to jump on. Well, the, and the four of us, me and your three daughters created a new podcast while oh, that, <laughs> in that. Right. So, yeah, um, yeah you, I think it's really interesting having those systems. I wonder if it's our person, because your and I personality type is very similar, but I have said to people over and over, people are like, I can't believe you're putting on makeup every day and I can't believe you're putting on pants every day. And, and I'm like, yeah. What the world doesn't know is I've been me a long time and the only way I do this well is if I have systems and, and I'm smart about, um, about having, what I keep saying to people is I've got to have high fences or I will jump over them. And so my high fences include getting ready every day. Like I'm going to work because I sit at my desk every day, all day still. Thankfully, I thank God I still have a job, you know? No, for sure. For sure. And you know, whether that's 
putting makeup on or that's you know working out and getting a to-do list, whatever it is you need to do to put a fence up, like we all have to figure that out. And it's yes. going to be a while before things, and if they do ever go back to exactly the way they were, hopefully they do. But if that happens, it's going to be a while. And so in a lot of ways, some of us are having to go, okay, what is... What's the what, new normal? What's the new normal? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think that affects... I literally just got an email from someone who said, hey, what about a, like a, a conversation on spiritual practices, spiritual formation in like this new new normal that we're experiencing? And I, I think we have to be intentional about that because the fences yes. have to look different from what we were doing compared to what we are now. I mean, because yes. in some ways, like the world has changed. Yes. We, we The beautiful thing about, particularly we know the month of April is is we are, we almost get a monastic lifestyle. If we so choose, we almost get a kind of, um, you have more contemplative time. You have more thinking time you have, because you're not going out to parties, events or dinners or dates or anything in the evenings. And so we do have more time. We will at some point, I mean, here's the beautiful thing. No one, no doctor on any part of the planet is saying this is the rest of our lives. They are all saying it will end. So at some point we will go back sooner rather than later, I hope, to a life where we have social lives. How do we build, how do we take advantage of all the time we have now? Mm-hmm. How do we build muscles and systems into our lives right now that will benefit us as we go so that we don't become, when we go back to having public social lives, we don't lose the intimacy we've gained with God in this, you know? Yeah. That's the thing to figure out is how you build it well now so that it, it, it lasts when we go back to whatever comes next. Do you, do you sense, and, and this is still kind of early on, uh, I mean, if we're talking 20 days of this, it, it might right. be, you know, too, uh, too early on to, to answer this question, but do you see things that like, hey, this is something I've developed right now that I want to do different going forward? Like, is there a practice or a fence that, that you're going to yeah. go, oh, this was, I, I can already tell three weeks in this is beneficial for me. Yeah, you know, something that I, I, a discipline of my faith that has grown pretty significantly in the last probably 10 years of my life has been my daily, like, um, morning time with God, like being real Mm -hmm. intentional about that. But what I haven't put a lot of energy and time into in my house has been like intercessory prayer where I actually like Mm -hmm. set aside time to pray for other people. And so, um, and so that is a discipline. I am using some of this time to go, I want to be better at praying God's heart for the world and at praying for things that don't involve me, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and so to me, there's a little bit of that. I think that'll go with me. I have on my best days, I've enjoyed the slowness of the weeks that when I'm done, I read a kid's book at 6 PM. When I'm done at 620, Mm -hmm. I work out and I eat dinner. And then I usually watch a show or read a book and I go to bed and Mm -hmm. There is something about the simplicity of that that feels like closer to what my soul wanted in the first place. Mm -hmm. I can't live like that forever because I want to have a husband and I want to have kids and I want, you know, I I don't want to stay in seven nights a week. But I, my friends and I, my other single girlfriends and I have been talking a lot about like, okay, when life comes back to normal-ish, how do we build different evening boundaries so that we are having some of this, some more of this slow time than the life we had built before this. No, no. What about you? One of the things that's best for us is that like our girls are not out at practice every night. Yeah. I am very grateful that we have the ability and our kids have sports that they like to do with gymnastics and ballet and, 
uh, and cheerleading and d- d- super outstanding for them. Love love sports, you know, for all that they do. Sure. But when it's four nights a week that they're gone, yeah, like, evenings get really stressful and kind of the, uh, you know, Austin. I mean, Nashville's not great with traffic, but Austin's really bad for traffic. Yeah. And like those things kind of being put out of the normal routine has really kind of like calmed things. And so instead of driving to practice and picking them up, it's going for a family bike ride or family walk. Yeah. There's something that seems far healthier about that. Yeah. It feel, and you know, there's just something I was, I was saying this earlier to another um, podcaster. I, I was watching Insta stories. And I was watching a guy, a celebrity who's not a Christian. And he said, well, he's like sitting at his table doing his Insta story. And he says, well, I lost sports and sex in the same week because he's not married. And I thought, man, what other time on the planet has everything else that we worship been taken away at the same time? And I'm feeling that in me. I mean, I miss baseball. I miss I miss all that. But on a deeper level, I worship my calendar and I worship my sense of control and I worship my social life. And I don't think I would have had those had language for that a month ago. But now I'm like, yeah, I can feel the ripping of that from me. And, and I, man, I thought even non-faith people like this celebrity I was watching, even non-faith people can tell that they've lost something that mattered, that that there's a gap in their life now. Mm -hmm. So does that make sense? No, that makes perfect sense. If I knew the guy's phone number, I'd be like, yo, man, let me tell you what, what you're actually using both of those things to fill. Yeah. Like there's a better, there's a better story. There's a better reward. He's our better, you know, over yeah. and over. Jesus tells us he, he's the better sacrifice. He's, mm-hmm. he's the better high priest. He's the better King of Kings. You know, you just go, man, dude, <laughs> he's the better entertainment. He's yeah. the better friend. He's the better intimacy. He's Jesus is the better, but I don't have the guy's phone number yet. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll let you know if I figure out who that is and what his phone number is. But yeah, I wrote his name up on my, I have a big sticky note in my, my room where I pray and have my time with the Lord. And I wrote his name up there because I was like, you know, I've always watched this guy as like a long distance celebrity. I'm like, now I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for him because he is, he's super rich and he's lost everything except his money. But what, it, what good does it do? Yeah. <laughs> what good does money do in a pandemic? To yep. buy you these things that you you can't buy a football team to play. You can't. You still can't interact with other humans. You know. So. Yeah. And I, I guess I kind of gets us to the question of what is Easter and what does resurrection mean at a yeah. time like this. And I, I know, especially with your church, this has been a tough season to begin with because. Right. Uh, how how long ago was it that the tornado? Uh, the first week of. March here. Let me look at my calendar real quick. Cause I can tell you precisely what the dates are. Mm-hmm. Um, on Monday, Monday, March 2nd, a tornado came through Nashville and pretty handily destroyed our broadcast main campus of cross point church overnight on Monday, March 2nd. Uh, I was quarantined the next week. So COVID-19 was already on the move, but within, within 10 days, our city was, we did not have, we had one Sunday of church between the tornado and the um, CDC saying we couldn't gather in groups bigger than 10. So there's a lot that 
Nashville in general, and especially your church specifically, has experienced. Uh, yeah. Because the building, your main campus was destroyed. Is that the right yeah. word? No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so many neighborhoods. I mean, just like, you just go like, man, what do you do if your house gets destroyed and three weeks later you have to quarantine somewhere? Like, it is just, oh, wow. it is incredible to think about. Yeah. I was looking at so, a mutual yeah. friend, uh, uh, Patrick Chappelle. Yeah. Uh, that he posted something where I think it was like a, a tree or it was like a street sign or like something that, that fell the opposite direction away from his apartment. And if it would have fell uh, the opposite direction towards his apartment, like not only would he not have a place to live, but he might not be living. I mean, just yeah. that's the reality for so many. It's just heartbreaking. So in light of all of that, as you uh-huh. think Easter, resurrection, and yeah. it's cel- being celebrated, not with everyone together, not everyone in their, uh, you know, their Easter Sunday best with their pastels on and all that. I literally thought to myself, oh, I, I need to save that pastel shirt for two weeks from now so I didn't wear it last week to preach. Well it. done. Don't, I, I don't know if I feel good about that or not. I mean, I'll Lindsay take... still has dresses for the girls that all match, right? Yeah, they're definitely, I mean, they're definitely. Okay, married. great. I'm still hanging my hope on seeing adorable pictures on Easter Sunday afternoon. I mean, even if we all have church in our houses. Okay, let's make that, let's speak that into existence. Yeah, yeah, everyone still post pictures of your children dressed in the same shape outfit, like the same patterny outfit, please. Um, yeah, you know what, Luke, there's, um, something that this is truly something that you and I have talked about, something our mutual friend, Jason Miller gave me a book to read about that has not left my mind is in the Psalms. It's all about life, death, and resurrection. Mm -hmm. It's so cyclical. And, and what we know from the gospels is in fact, when, when Jesus resurrected and Mary, uh, Magdalene gets to the tomb, she turns around and she thinks it's a gardener. And she said, and she's looking at him and she says to the guy, what have you done with Jesus? Like, what have you done? Just tell me what they did with the body. This is a gardener. Just tell me what they did with the body and Jesus. And it ends up being Jesus and Jesus says her name. And that's when she recognizes him. And what I learned from that is that what must be true is that resurrection does not look like life because if, if he looked exactly the same, she'd have recognized him. So there's something about what comes after death that looks different than life. I think when we ask for a resurrection, what we think we're asking for is give me back what I had. And what apparently is true is that resurrection can happen and you don't recognize it because it doesn't look like what you had. Right? So good. So true. And so so what I am looking for this week at Easter and what I'm looking for next week after Jesus resurrects is, is I am just asking God, will you show me what resurrection is? Don't let me mistake the gardener for Jesus or Jesus for the gardener. Like I, I, that's why I have to believe what we will go to on the other side of this is not what we have known because that was life and our lives have died. I mean, our lives have died. All that is left is whoever lives in your nuclear home uh, and what you can do on the internet. The majority of our lives have died. Something will resurrect and it just won't look the same, but it'll be alive and it'll be better. Yeah. It just won't look the same. And so that's what I keep thinking. We think about that with church, about the way the building was destroyed and the, but you know me, I'm a, I'm a, I can reframe things to positive ways, which is really good for the planet. It's kind of, it's an Enneagram seven thing, but it's also the, the role of a prophet is to look into a story and tell, tell the good they can see. And I feel like that's a little bit of my gifting, particularly in, in our church. Mm-hmm. And so I go like, man, there's something about what parts of the church didn't get touched and what parts did. 
there's something about what God wants to resurrect. And so we just keep asking for that. We just keep asking for resurrection because God, God is very good at that. That's good. And Mary thinks Jesus is a gardener. And there's something yeah. to be said about that. The first creation happens out of a garden, the Garden of Eden. Oh, and then, let's go. Yeah. And then after the resurrection, Jesus starts to be a gardener, which is fitting because there was something new that's oh, bubbling up. Jesus, there's a new creation. I've never thought of that. That's brilliant. She doesn't think he's like just a guy. She thinks he's a gardener. No, she doesn't think something he's an about the way he yeah. looked. You are going to make me cry and preach at the same time. Something about the way he looked made her think he was able to grow things. Come on now. Come on, Luke. I like that you yeah, just took my it. sermon. You're like, hey, I want to go with this. You just stop, Luke. I've got the sermon. No, I'm pause. like listening. But he, no, you on. keep going. No, but no, that's it. That There's something about Jesus that says, okay, this is there's a new garden. There's a new creation. And it's not going to be the same thing as what was before. I love yeah. that idea that yeah. we, we want to go back. We want resuscitation. Yeah. Always. Right? We want well, to resuscitate. We want resuscitation. But the yes. resurrection is something. This is something new. This is a new life. It looks different. It feels different. Yes. It acts different. Yeah. Yes. I, I think we're going to find that things cannot be the same after this. That's right. That's like, right. Like we can't. Like we can go back and have a shoddy version. Like we can have a, like a mediocre, like a, a poor man's version of what it was. But yeah, I think God invites us to to the life of what is to come. And there's something new that's bubbling up. There's just no way we go back to washing our hands less. I just don't think, I don't think that will leave us, you know, like I think everyone's suddenly realizing like, oh, we have, we live in a country where we're privileged enough to have clean water pretty much in most places. Mm -hmm. We should be washing our hands. We should be, you know, seriously. Yeah. And I think, man, that is that Gardner thing. That's going to mess with me. The other thing Luke that has, that we've been talking about here in Nashville with it, particularly with the teaching team at Crosspoint is this idea that Jesus says, you can't put new wine into old wineskins. And we don't use that term and it, it, you know, it is sideways to us a little bit, but, but what it says in the scripture is if you put the new wine into the old wineskins, the old wineskins burst. Yep. And so what, what that tells me a couple of things. Number one, I did not, I feel like we've, our old wineskins have been taken away mm-hmm. and I didn't know I'd grieve that. I did. I know that there's new wine here for the church, and I know that God's doing something new in the church. I didn't know I'd grieve losing the old wineskins, mm-hmm. but also I never realized that if we try to put the new wine in the old wineskins, we lose both. Right? The yep. the old wineskin bursts and the the new wine spills. Yeah. And so the only way you get the new thing God is doing is if you let Him take away the old wineskins and give you new ones. And I just didn't know it'd make me sad. I thought it would be fun all along and I didn't know how attached I was to the old wineskins of my life. Um, that's it. But this is the, re- this is the rhythm of being a Christian. It's death, burial, resurrection. Yes. It's, we die to something so that something else can be new. We, we are submerged. We are drowned in the waters of baptism. So a new person can come out of it. Yeah. And we always are having to get rid of the old because I, yeah. I want to hold on to, like I want to hold on to what we had, hold on to what was. And it, Jesus was like, no, 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 there's something, there's something more. Yeah. I mean, we always carry in our bodies the death of Jesus, so right? Like that's the real, revealed, yeah. yes, that that already lives in us. And so something about this is pinging that in us who are believers. I think it's pinging the people who aren't. Yeah. And, and it's, it's making us realize like, like I just hear myself sometimes when I'm praying or when I've had my quiet time going like, oh, you weren't kidding. Oh, you weren't <laughs> kidding about that. Oh, okay. You weren't kidding. I didn't realize you weren't kidding, but you weren't kidding. Okay. You know? Yeah. And and it 
he wasn't kidding that we carry around in our bodies his death and resurrection. Yeah. We carry around in us the death of Christ so that the life of Christ may also be revealed in us. But that, yes. like Paul, the Second Corinthians 4, like we, we have to carry that so that we can also experience the resurrection. Like there's yes. something about holding on to that. And maybe right now what this is is that there is a death that we're experiencing that we collectively are, are experiencing so that a new life can be seen. Maybe what we can experience on the other side is maybe a, like a country that's less divided, maybe a country that's uh, less quick to just go, oh, no, no, I'm just going to, you know, uh, scapegoat those people, whoever they are, uh, as they're the problem, yeah. but instead realize, wait, we're all in this together, that you can be a celebrity and you get COVID and you can be living on the street and get it. We're all in this that's together. That's it. There is nobody who can buy their way out of this. No. or who can hide from it. This is this disease knows no shows no favors yeah. and shows no favorites and shows no no specific targeted group. Yeah. It's everybody. It's the, it's everybody no on the planet. Persons, yeah. Someone today told me that one out of two people on the planet right now are um are shelter in shelter in place. Okay. Wow. And that is like half the planet, half the planet is told not to leave their houses right now. This is, it's no respecter of persons. It does not care who you are. You cannot buy your way out of this. Yeah, I mean, if, if our world didn't pay attention enough to the, the tragic death of father, husband, NBA superstar Kobe Bryant, where you go, he is a, like, he is the epitome of everything that America idolizes. Like, yeah. He's, yeah. he's young, he's healthy, he's good looking, he's rich, he's successful. And even he is not immune from the finality of life. Now, obviously, I don't think God caused that, of course. But no, I no, do no. think life is always trying to say, hey, take a look at this. And We can learn anytime, anytime we want to learn something about God based on what we're seeing in the world. We can. Yeah. He has a lesson in everything. It's just when we want to have eyes for it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, I think you've kind of pointed us in the right direction. This is good. This is a good way for people to start focusing on what Resurrection Easter Sunday is going to be. Yeah. Is uh, got to get rid of the old, old wineskins so that the new wine can appear. Yeah. Yeah. That's did you um, did you see Andy Crouch's tweet about I didn't realize I was giving this much up for Lent? <laughs> yes. You know what I I gave up for this season? I gave up TechWise uh, family. I was like, you know, screen free parenting. <laughs> no, Andy. If I need some toilet paper, yeah, I'm Andy getting your book out. In July. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> That's right. Yeah. That's no, right. No. Uh, we're all about the screens to get through. Sometimes you just need to survive. You don't need yes. to thrive. And that's yes. uh, that's right. That's where we are that's right, right now. Right. So uh, that's kids. Right. Me and your oldest daughter are playing cup. Pong on, <laughs> on our phones back and forth. Which, so as a UGA grad, uh, it appears to you to be beer pong. <laughs> but as someone who went to Abilene Christian University, uh, it's called cup pong. Cup pong? Yes. I have never heard about that. That's so funny to me. Yeah, there's also an acapella version that goes with it, not the instrument. Never mind. <laughs> Annie, this has been fun. Can I tell you what I'm sad about? Is uh, what, uh, my book comes out in a month and a half, and I was going to be in Nashville. And we're going to do a podcast. Know. And that's that's not happening, uh, I don't think. I mean, you're still coming on my show. We'll still do this then. Yeah. But I know I, but it's, you won't. I know. I, okay. So if you said before that you have the personality, which is maybe the mo not the most conducive for thriving in a global pandemic where you have to shelter at home. I, yeah. on the other hand, have a personality which is somewhat comfortable with this. Uh, yeah. I had one of my friends whose name will be anonymous here, but he said, wait, so my elders are asking me to read my Bible at home, to study, and then to preach to an empty room? Like, this is my dream job. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, I didn't say that, but I fully get it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but even that, like, 
with my there's there are things that you just go you can't replicate like as yeah. much as i do stuff through like teleconferencing i know you do too it's not the same okay that's anyway. right but there's just got to be something for us in this easter that we've never seen about god before mm-hmm. or he wouldn't have us all spread out you know when you um uh daffodils when you pick daffodils okay if mess with them that, you know, they send off their pollen, they send off yeah. their little pieces and, and there is nothing you can do to keep them from growing everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the problem with daffodils is that's why you see them in patches of like three and four all over the place mm-hmm. is because someone picked one and did the loves me, loves me not. And they went everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I just think there's, and then they grow where they land. And I just think there's gotta be something about that being a springtime thing and God being a springtime God when it comes to this, that, that us being scattered is going to grow something. Mm, that's good. Annie, when I left your uh, your event in Austin, your your tour yeah. stop there, I walked out and I think I told I forget the words I said, but it was something to the extent of, like I always take notes on how to be a better preacher when I'm around Annie. You're just good. So this yeah, is why. Uh, very kind. It's a good sermon. I, I might rip this off for my Easter sermon. So if you go to westfaber.org uh, <laughs> on Easter Sunday, um, this is me citing Annie. I don't feel this like- is us workshopping. We're just workshopping yeah. how we think about the resurrection. What, what we do with it after this is fine. When are you going to preach next? Um, at, well, I was scheduled at Cross Point um, in the middle, the, the Monday, or the Monday, the Sunday before Mother's Day. But we're changing up that series because that series isn't time. I mean, it's important and what we were going to teach about. But Kevin, Pastor Kevin kind of feels led in a different direction. So we were on the phone today kind of talking through like, how much does he teach and when does he need a break and when does he bring in his teaching team, the other three of us. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know, I bet it'll be in the springtime, but I'm, I am, uh, I am on his team, whatever he needs to do for his health and where he's sacrificing for the church. Cause same with Westover, they need to see you right now, right? Like Westover needs to see you and, and know that their father figure, their pastor is, is pastoring. And I think that's true for cross point too. They trust all of us, but, it's, um, but it, it, uh, the best weeks and the worst weeks, they need to see him and we're still in those. Mm-hmm. So, well, I don't know if you know this about me, but I, I kind of like my routines and, uh, <laughs> yeah. I might've had like, who are you preaching to on Thursdays? I haven't done a Thursday. Or did y'all change up the whole thing? Well, no, I, I'm doing the same like series. Like I'm re- rewriting every sermon every week of to make yeah. it like yeah. timely and, Absolutely. uh, yeah, so having to change, kind of annoying. Uh, we, I have some friends who write their sermons like the day of or the day before, and they're like celebrating and like, oh, good for you. I was like, yeah, I. Uh, this is like the one time to be responsible and prepared is coming back to bite me. But anyway, I'm not yeah. bitter about that. Nah, nah you're doing uh, great. All right. It's going to be. Yeah. All right. Love you, pal. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for checking out Newsworthy with Norsworthy. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. You are now adjourned.